You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the program. Episode 16 of Pastar Prime coming at you. He's Tip. Mm-hmm. That's you. I'm, and I'm Tip. Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some stuff to get to today. Yeah. First and foremost, coming up will be former NFL player, Will Blackman, who is now the wine MVP. Incredible. Like, what a great job to to have after, or what a great career career to have after you already had a great NFL career. Yeah. No, we went to the podcasting. He went to the the wine. What do we? Well, how do we? I mean, it took you a little bit to took get me a little while to, to get to the podcast. It took me ten I mean, years. Well, it took me ten years job. of hard work. <laughs> and then uh, there's there a few other jobs in between mine. That's right. But it, Will was a former teammate of mine at Boston College. That's right. So yeah. I've known him for a long time. Been friends with him for a little bit. But I, What's I his new title. How do we say I, it? The you're wine. Gonna, you're going to butcher it. No, he's the oh the sommelier. He's a, I, I believe he is an an official wine sommelier. He's like a third, like third class rated something. I, I was watching something where, but like I think it's the, all the way. It's like it's like he's like a black belt, basically. Right, right. Like he's like yes. as good as it gets, basically. I didn't know that, but yeah. I, I I understand your analogy, and right. yes, I'm going to go with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So whatever class he had to take. Whatever test he had to pass, he's, he's passing him. He's he's a black belt. That's now. why we got the wine on the table for the uh, people bring- that are watching on video. Speaking of which, <laughs> the bad boys of Podden. That's me and you. That's and you, Max. The bad. You know, boys. just uh, if you were looking for some YouTube videos, they're back, baby. Well, can we say YouTube out loud? We might have to beep that. <laughs> yeah, <geez. laughs> they got pulled down. We got temporarily uh, uh, shut off, but we're back up what and running. It? Now. it was copyright or I don't license. Know. It wasn't we even don't us. even know. We don't. It oh, wasn't, it wasn't us. us. All right, so we're really not even yeah. the bad boys. Well, I like to still consider ourselves the it bad was boys. Partially, <laughs> you just want to be Queens <laughs> yeah, Boulevard exactly. over and over. I am all Queens I've said, Boulevard. All I've said the entire week that the videos were down was just when everybody anybody ever had a question to me, it was just I am Queens Boulevard. <laughs> That's my answer. Just people are so confused by that. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I am Queens Boulevard. Got me. Just relax. Did you watch Entourage, Max? Not yet. That's Not it. yet. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. All the way through? No, yeah, we so watched good. it. It was on during training camp, so we used to yeah, like, get, I, I think it was Sunday nights, right? Sunday night, and like the HBO thing comes on. Yeah. You know? no, it was, <laughs> that, that was good. I, re- I remember watching that a lot with uh, some of the guys mm-hmm. um, in New England during training camp. Every every Sunday we get together and watch that. Mm-hmm. Good show. Always approve. Speaking about New England, well, first, we'll be on next. We got yeah. a, we'll have a great interview with him. We can't wait. We got some wine to test and everything. So stay tuned if you're wine listeners. See if for our, sure. See, or see wine if our, listeners. See if our wine noses, drinkers. noses yeah. and palates match up, I guess. Oh, they're not going to, no. but it's going to be pretty be, funny. But, um he found his way, so that's good. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to see what he's up to, and right. he, he can educate us. He definitely can, no question. So, um, New England. You want to start with free agency? Cause I, My I, phone I, won't stop I know, exploding. I, no, it, I mean, it, it's completely turned around from what it has been in the past, and I got to say, I really don't give a shit about mm. free agency. Okay. I don't. Until this year, because <laughs> it, honestly, it's it's well, kind normally of there's fun. Not, well, normally there's not much going on. All of a sudden, I'm sitting there yesterday. I'm on I'm on you know a Zoom meeting, and my Slack, which is you know a program that we use here at Squad Locker, is blowing up. 
and it's Dan going, the Patriots are going off right now or yeah. something. So I look at I look at Twitter and all of a sudden, I mean, I'm four people in to like deals that they already had done. Three or four they've already had done it was in like an hour and a half or something like that. Like Belichick is just spending the bank on this. Yes. But here's the question, all right? It's it's the legal in quotes here, if you're not watching mm-hmm. on YouTube, I'm putting legal in quotes. Legal tampering period, right? I don't understand. So you're not that allowed. You're like not allowed. But, you're not. Yeah. You're, you're not allowed to talk terms. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to talk to players directly, or you're not allowed to talk to agents. It's something along that line. So I don't understand. Five minutes into the legal tampering period, mm-hmm. that you're getting contracts Deals. agreed to. Yeah. Which is it? Just it, it doesn't make sense in my mind. If you're gonna have a legal tampering period, fine, no problem. Mm-hmm. But just abide by the rules, right? Right. But then it comes out five minutes later. It's like. Yeah, we, we agreed yeah, to those deals have it's like, to be already in place. It's right? honestly like in the old days when just there was no legal tampering period, free agency would open up at let's say twelve o'clock on March fourth, whatever the start of the league mm-hmm. date year was. Twelve o'clock in the morning, twelve o five. There, there, there is uh, releases coming by. This guy signed. This guy signed. Oh, yeah. Well, what the hell do you think was happening two hours, three hours was, before? Somebody was typing that up already. So now the NFL, yeah. So now yeah. the NFL just hey, it's legal tampering now. Yeah. But you can do you can talk to them, but you can't do certain things. But you can still sign them, basically, yeah. or agree to terms. Uh, but it's been a whirlwind. Oh, wouldn't have minded these weapons over the last five years with, with uh, you know our boy twelve. Um, you know, like, yeah. give him some. I mean, two tight ends are the top two tight ends in the free agency market, right? I mean, wide receiver coming in. Like, there's, no, you got Aguilar in. You got the kid uh, born. Yeah, from Born San from Fran. San Fran. Yeah, so what's going on right now? Like they're just loading up, and they got a we got a quarterback that can't throw him the ball. Yeah, that I mean, it all. It, if nothing else has taught you anything about this league in the last five years, you need the guy slinging the ball. Yeah, they don't have that yet. Uh, the good thing is, I mean, when you look at Cam's contract, it's yeah, they report one year fourteen million. Mm-hmm. Last year was one year seven million. He didn't make seven million dollars last year. He made like three point eight or three point mm-hmm. nine. This year he's probably guaranteed if he makes the team to you know probably make five, six, seven million bucks. Mm-hmm. Which, quite honestly, I don't mind spending that on a on a backup. Sure, but sure. with all the signings. Mm. Where's the quarterback? <laughs> I texted you. I said, I feel there's a quarterback coming. I feel it's got to be like Jimmy G. I, the name Matt Ryan kept popping in my head the other day or yesterday when all this was happening. I don't know if we can even get him. I don't understand. I don't know if you can afford Matt Ryan anymore know. after how much money exactly. they've thrown out the door exactly. after uh, in the next or last 24 hours. Right. I, I don't think I don't think Matt Ryan's the answer. I don't think – I wouldn't say Jimmy G isn't. I would think that's still a possibility, but – You've already got Cam there. He's an older quarterback who can't throw. Um, but I will say this about Cam. Even though he did not have the success that maybe he once had in his career, he was an MVP at one point, or as much success that the Patriots thought he was going to have coming in, I do like the guy better now. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, you talk about the Patriot way, which is complete horseshit. I mean, that's just going about yep. and, and doing your job day-to-day and doing what is expected, work hard, pay attention, all mm-hmm. that stuff. But to come in and take over for the GOAT mm-hmm. and to have a, a, a good team-minded uh, a way about him mm-hmm. um, and how he even handled 
his struggles last year. I really, as a person and as a player, I kind of, I, I, I liked him a lot more because I didn't have a chance to talk to him or not talk to him, but just listen to him, especially when he's Carolina and really follow Carolina, right? Yep. But as a guy, I appreciated him more. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that on another episode. Did I? And I thought the same. Yeah. Thought yeah, the same. because like, I felt the last time we talked about him, I was like, hey, don't sign him back. Right, it was. <laughs> it was. But we talked about how, like, he wasn't what we thought. Like, he wasn't, you know – in the news too much, right? You know, like he's had that kind of thing that with from, from Carolina. Yeah. And, and he actually, if he could have just completed some passes, like I think he, everybody would have been like, no. great, let's get him back in, right? And I, a friend of mine, John. Because he sure, sure as hell can run the ball. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Right. Well, and, and John, a friend of mine, and also my accountant, get ready, John, my taxes are coming your way next week, uh, texted me and said, uh, this is all well and good. we got a lot of weapons right now, but like can they catch with their feet? Yeah. You know, no. because not a lot of balls hit the, these guys in the hands. It's like throw it behind them, throw it too far in front of them, throw it at their feet. So yep. hopefully they are. I, um, I, I got to th- maneuver. I have there. to think that it's coming to the draft. If I, okay. I would say G's, Jimmy G's a possibility. I, would, yep. I wouldn't throw that idea out the window yet, but I would think with as much talent that they have upgraded on this team, which is mm-hmm. what they needed. You take oh, a look they, at their tasks. This is reloaded. I mean, they got safety. They got help in the uh, in the defensive backs. They got mm-hmm. edge rusher. They got help up front. They got two tight ends, two stud tight ends, and then they add two wide receivers. And they're probably not done at this point. I mean, they're still going to spend. They still got money to spend. Is there going to be something wild that happens where they just unload all the draft picks and get like Trevor Lawrence? Oh God! If I mean, I mean, just like seven I, first rounders and be like, it would be. It, it would be. It would be awesome. It could happen. It we don't know. It, 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 like, no, there's no way that's happening. The only reason. Well, how not? Hey, I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville is not giving up that. Okay. Pick. Well, I mean, that's I the only know. reason. But here, here's the way I look at it, though. This has never happened before. All it, these picks, right? Like, or, or all these uh, free agency pickups. Like, this is not how Belichick normally does it. So maybe he's thinking, like, I'm going to go grab a guy for three years. So I don't care if we have draft picks in the next seven years. Right. I'm unloading these things. We're going to make one run. Well, you know, I heard someone talk about this uh, the other day. Free agency is about needs, right? You fill mm-hmm. your needs that you have. The draft mm-hmm. is about taking the best player available. Okay. So the yep. draft could be where they go and get that quarterback. Yep. Now, I wouldn't say, like, I don't think they've made as big of splashes in the past as they did this year. Mm-hmm. But you take a look at, what, 06 offseason? We lost to the Colts, I believe. Yeah, we lost to the Colts, 05, mm-hmm. 06, I want to say 06, right? I when did Randy and West I, come I only remember the wins. I wouldn't, no, I want to say yeah. Randy and West came in in the 06 after that season. So 07 yeah. was their first year? If that was their first year, that was, the, that was you were loaded that or, year. Max, can you check that out? Yeah. When did Welker? Yeah, Max will look it up. So if they came in, I know we lost to the Colts in the mm-hmm. AFC Championship game, the 05 season. So that mm-hmm. would have been 06 calendar year, right? Yep. 06, we lost to... 2000, no. 2007. No. Here. See, we're going to go back. Now yeah, I got we're going, 05, we I lost... I would have bleeped out 07 in my mind if I was you, but... 05, we lost to Denver. At Denver okay. in the playoffs. 06, we lost to the Colts in the AFC Championship game. We bring 07. in 07, calendar year. Now we're yep. coming 07, before 07 yep. season. Welker, mm-hmm. Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. We probably brought in Stallworth at that point, too. 
Yeah, uh, but remember what you also already had on the team was a quarterback that was pretty able. That's true. <laughs> so that's, that's true, but that was a consistent for 20 years. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I look, the money always gets bigger, mm-hmm. right? And the guys that are signing contracts, God bless them. I will never, ever. Boy, the guaranteed money is wild. This is not normal either because the guaranteed money is always baseball money, like, you know, the yep. basketball money. That's all guaranteed. There's more of it in the NFL right now. Oh, it's, like defi- it's, it's definitely way, way different. Right, it's definitely gone up, and they are getting like mm-hmm. a, a Joe Tooney, five years, eighty million dollars, sixteen million dollars a year. Mm. Holy shit! And yeah. he and he was franchised last year, so he made another what fifteen on that big big bucks. What about um, the, the wild one? Well, Drew B, Drew Brees retired, right? Which I think we kind of saw that coming. He yep. looked like when he looked into the stands after the last game, yep. kind of felt that coming. Also, kind of felt he was going to the booth. I always thought he, right. I, I thought he was going to the booth for sure. So, what about Tyson or Tyson Tyson Hills contract? Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred and forty million for like four years or something, five years. But then they they void it, and yeah. it's a way to save cap space. Talk about games that you NFL people play. Yeah, one of the well, <laughs> well, they have to because one, yeah. there's a cap, and two, not everything's guaranteed. So they basically right? give him money and then say your contract's voided next year, though. Yeah, even though he's due to make like forty five million dollars. Yes. Basically, <laughs> it's based on. If he wins the job and they're the he's the yeah. quarterback of the future, why you know, Wild. and that gets, I would be using that collateral to do a lot of things. I'd be buying houses, vehicles, <laughs> everything. Be like, look, bank, there's one forty coming. <laughs> Let's open up the wallet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not going to get a loan. <laughs> You've got to be in the, like a contract for like three years to get a loan right uh, now with this, with the bad. way it is. But um, I will say they are much better off. Mm-hmm. And they are the winners, clearly, by our free agency this year. But, I mean, it was a perfect storm, right? They had so much it cap is. space. The cap number came down from last year. They had something in reserves that they had to use anyway. Yeah. So you sit in their second, second most cap space when a lot of guys are, you know, fighting to stay below that number where it is. Yep. And Bill is just getting his, like, emperor – Oh boy! The dun 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 He wants to bring the evil empire back. Oh baby, he is getting after it, which I love. I mean, by the time this podcast is over, we should probably check our phones because I Three bet something signs. else yeah. has happened. Um, baseball also, uh, spring training starting. I, we talked about this. We texted on it, Dan. The Rangers, Texas Rangers, plan on opening day, which I think opening day is a little bit delayed though. It's it's more like beginning of May is when they're when MLBs open up this year. Opening day. Uh, sellout crowd. Love it. No restrictions on fans. Love it. So they said, I think their place holds 44,000. They said there's going to be 44,000 there. I love it. So they're going after it. There's places that are doing it like wide open. Uh, it is fun right now. And we, we've talked about this a bunch. Cause like we were, you know, when we first started the podcast, like there was no fans anywhere. Yep. Pretty much. Like there was some places that started to have it, but I tell you, like watching golf this weekend. Oh, was great. Yeah. Fans, and they were only 25% occupancy, I think they said. Mm -hmm. But it felt like there was a million people there because we've been watching this with just the people watching, just the people that are working at the course and maybe some agents and some maybe like super close family. That's it. So it was great, like seeing a pot and like seeing some, you know, emotion and then hearing like people clapping. It was really different though. I will say it was strange. It's, it's, It's getting back to normal. It feels like it. Which is good because... 
You know who that we had that drought right after football season. There's mm-hmm. nothing on. No, there's a month that now. Really, like, is it's basically really rough. Yeah, selection yeah. Sunday. It's like it starts to turn back on. Yep. Yep. Free agency, which I didn't really care about, but the Patriots are making splashes oh, man, right now, splash which city. which is fun. Yep. But now is one of the best months to come for sporting events. It starts rolling. Or three now. weeks, whatever it's, it is. It starts rolling. Because March Madness. March Madness. Masters. Kentucky Derby rolls into the beginning of May. Normally, you have the beginning of baseball, which is like going to be right around that time too. So all that stuff is happening. Playoff hockey, right? It's all really considered it's playoff kind of it's all kind of happening right then, which is fun. I always remember that first week in May. We mentioned this the other day on the podcast. It's so cool because there's so much going on, and it feels like I'm excited. Remember, today's the what 16th max. This was the day that everything kind of stopped last year. Yep. Right because it. I was looking at the sales graph numbers and we're up like 9,000% today because there wasn't anything going on, you know, this time last year. We got a full, pretty much, office like kind of full of people starting to pile in. Like, you know, there's a lot of youth sports that are playing now too, just like all these athletics are happening here. So it's it's fun to see a difference, I guess, because it's, uh, it's been a long full year now. We're at a full year. <laughs> I put some miles on the tires. <laughs> not my vehicle because I hardly drove, but in terms of the body, yeah, and the peloton, I, and the peloton. I, I, I was for March last year, I don't think I even filled up my gas tank for a month. Or June first, so. oh, I ran amazing. my numbers, so and I filled up twice. We're getting last year; it was wild. It's getting back to back to normal. Are we gonna? Fill, yes. We should fill out a bracket. And you want to go 100 on it? That's a really good idea. Yeah, let's do 100. 100, 100. We let's do, do I, one. I don't want to have to count it though. Let's do one that's online. Oh God, yeah, yeah. CBS. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We could do that. 100 bucks on a bracket. So, Max, write that bet down. That's you another one coming. We'll you do a it. bracket and we'll uh we'll post that. Yeah. We'll like see it. how many how many games you hit. And then maybe we should do uh we'll do a little betting with the spread too. Oh, couple that, nights. That, that's going to be a given regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens no matter what. My whoop, right. my whoop is going to be really pissed at me on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm. and su- you know, Sunday night. Stats are looking good Thursday, right now. Friday, Tell you Saturday. what, it's forcing me to get to bed a little bit earlier. You know, I'm getting a little bit more sleep. You went to a doctor today, huh? I did. I had a physical today. Physical, so. How's your vein? I uh, had double double pokes today, both arms, because we blew the first vein right in half. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a blood splatter on the floor. The girl missed the vein, I think, or might have gone straight through it. It felt like straight through it. It felt like straight through my Tommy John, too, because it was on my right elbow. <laughs> and then the other lady came running around the corner like, we got to blow out. <laughs> I was like, that uh, reminds me of the movie, uh, was it Armageddon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the pipe bursts. <laughs> like, so, okay, what, great. Uh, can we bandage that one up? Let's get the other one, please. What, what does Tommy so. John feel like? Because I think I have it right now. Oh no, you don't! I know. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Like we went out, we actually on Friday. It was yeah, really, it got, was really nice. Play golf. It was really Saturday, nice. Saturday. Saturday. No, it's Friday. Friday. It was Saturday. Friday. <laughs> Which is it? It was Saturday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday. We went yeah. out and played golf. Uh, walked around for probably two hours, and I'm not kidding you. It feels like my elbow is going to fall off right now. Really? Oh, it's inside too. It's inside. It's underneath. When I go like it's this, it feels. Yeah, God, I don't want tennis elbow. Yeah, 
No, it's just it's just no. It, so whenever I start I'm not, the golf season, yeah, because I, I haven't been have, using those muscles. Yeah, right? you usually have some tweaks and some pulls, and like my my right pinky is mangled. Then that thing gets to be all sore because it's my interlock finger. But then eventually it goes away. And I always say, oh, this is the year I'm not gonna be able to do it because my pinky's broken. And then like three days later, it's better. Right. So it's coming your way. I got to. I like Tommy I, John though I, is on the inside. The big thing uh, like if right for the down, um, down the people there. watching on video YouTube, I guess we could say right. If you do the alligator in the elevator move, this thing right here, you can't do this if you need Tommy John, just okay. so we know. All right, so I'm good. So you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. The upside down O on your eyeball <laughs> move, you can't do this if you need to get the Tommy John done. We're good. That could be a myth, but it's pretty accurate. Is that like the is because your hand when is mine, as big, big as your face, you have yeah. cancer, Joe? When mine was broken, it was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. when mine was broken, it was like this. I like couldn't even turn mine over, and I was like, or broken. When it was torn, it was like this, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was like fighting yeah, so keep, hard. Keep going, like, keep going, going You can get like, there. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I can do it. Yeah. Uh, so I feel a lot better than I did when I was playing. But yeah, God damn, some mornings I get I, up and there are some pains. So yeah. Where did this come from? Yeah, it's swinging and uh, playing a sport. I will tell you though, I took a picture. We both took a video because we were sending it to Jay Cut, our last guest. He's doing some. Uh, he's doing some video work for us. I took a picture of Dan. Maybe the best picture ever taken in Dan. It, it might be. It might be the best picture ever taken. It's a, first Most of all, it's, let's. Start, it's a great swing. First of all, like his swing looks great, and uh, we put it up on the Instagram. We'll repost it. Maybe Max. It yeah. might have been a story. So maybe we we'll post it, it on the Instagram. Great looking swing. It's better. You're in, you're in great position. It's better. By the way, though, you look like you're 118 pounds. I, hey, <laughs> I'm telling you, the challenge. Yeah, it has, helped. has has helped. It's it's got a lot of the, the weird fat out of the way for us. I think, <laughs> yeah, you know? like weird fat. Yes, like the the back, this thing, like around the shoulders, like all that stuff. And then you were bending over, it's, teeing a ball. I up. feel good. I feel and good. My goal is to work out or do something every day, hopefully more than an hour. But I want to mm. win. I want to win the weekdays, right? Win the days. And it all comes back to intake. Hey, what you're putting right. in your body, calories, versus yep. what you're burning off. So I want to win the weekdays, and I want to win one weekend day. Oh, if, that's if I can do that six, seven days, you're I think I'm good. Okay. So, I mean, you should not – I mean, for what we did last month on the bike, I mean, we were definitely winning those days. But it is – if you're riding that bike and you're doing your stuff and you're doing a workout or two – it's actually kind of if you eat like if you just pay attention a tiny bit, it's tough to eat more calories than we're than we were burning. Yeah. yeah, because and that's all you need. You need the deficit, the calorie deficit. Yes, right. Still goes back to food. so it goes back to food, no question. Can't be a bag of cinnamon rolls. You know, it's got to be like good food. You good? I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready else? to go to wine because I'm ready to go to wine. I'm ready to go to wine. Are right. you ready to go to wine? Yeah, let's bring in Will. Let's do it. All right, we got Will Blackman joining us here. How do you like that announcer voice? Oh, Will Blackman. Yeah, you're going right into uh, it. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go former NFL player, mm-hmm. the wine MVP, which we will talk about. And he's pouring wine right now, which is yes. always a good thing. <laughs> uh, but most importantly, and this will lead into my first question because I've, I've I've actually always thought about this for probably about 20 years. Okay, a Boston College grad. So we were teammates for a year. Uh, I was a fifth year probably, and then you were a freshman, I think, Will? Yep. All right. So you know how we – O2 was your last year, right? O2 was my last year. So we were yeah, for right. one year. 
You know how, like, when you have rookies come in or freshmen, right? You have them come up and, hey, sing your. Oh, shit, I'm nervous. No, 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 you're good, man. This is good. You sing your fight song or you do a skit or you tell a joke, right? You Mm -hmm. know, it's. It's probably called hazing right now, which you don't do, but it's more of like an orientation, initiation. Hey, welcome yeah. to the group. Training camp sucks. Entertain us type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. Some of them were really bad. Some of them were really good. There is only one that stood out in my mind for 20 years, and that, that is this man. Wow. What was he, it? He was, is, does he have a great voice? Or like, what's the No, deal? no. What he did, he, do you remember what he did? He free, yeah. You freestyled, right? <laughs> Oh, I read a poem. Yeah, was it a oh. poem or? Uh, was yeah, it? I didn't. I was. It was a. It was a poem. It was a. Po- it, was a poem okay. about, it was a poem about my mom, so no one could boo it. <laughs> no, That's a no, really hey, good idea. That's a great idea. What I remember though, at the end, was you were all American Gatorade player in Rhode Island, small state, right? But you could have went anywhere you wanted for college. No, for sure. I played in the Army game. I was first team USA today. Like right, every, everything. Yeah, for sure. So when you were coming to BC, that was a big deal for BC yeah. to get a a recruit of this stature. Mm-hmm. So you came in. You did the poem. I remember it more of a freestyle. Again, memory not that great, clear. But at the end of it, you basically said, "I could have went anywhere, but fuck them. I'm going to go here. I'm going to make it anyway." Right. That's it. You know what's so funny? Is that, nail it? It? Is that it? It don't. It don't sound like me, but I probably did say something like that. But it, I was probably mad because I got. I uh, Dave Schoenfeld made me wear that nasty ass Revolution helmet. I'm still mad about that. Oh, those were so bad. Though with the whole thing, I mean, we have Reebok uniforms. It, it was. I mean, it wasn't a good thing. But a guy that comes in, and it just sort of rallied the troops. And we had a good year that t- that or a good team that year. Um, but honestly, it was like, hey, it made, made us feel better. It's like, you know what? This kid could have went anywhere, but he chose to come here. He liked what he saw here. He liked the team that we had. Yep. And then, you know, you come out and you, 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 you do that lyrical thing or whatever, mm-hmm. spoken word. Let's call it spoken, spoken word, word, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I was the only – I think me and Eunice were the only ones that played as true reference. So we actually did play together. Like, I played my freshman year. I was, I was 17. That's wild. I was 17 year old wow. freshman. Yeah, that's you know, a through. permission slip signed to be able to play. <laughs> exactly. No, seriously, I couldn't I go anywhere. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, it was, I'll tell you what, the most embarrassing thing, though, my freshman year was uh, like when we first came in as, as freshmen, we had to do the 225 rep test. I, bro, I did like half a rep. And I just remember guys <laughs> like, who the, who the fuck is this dude? You know? I said, look, I play football, guys. I don't have many weights. <laughs> no, the, the the rep test wasn't the hard part for bigger guys. It was the first time when you come in as a as a freshman and you have to run the conditioning test, which at the time was the 300, but it was a 300 yards. yards. It was 25, which is harder than 15, right? By far. That was the 300-yard shuttle is by far the most difficult conditioning test for a football player ever. By far. And you got to do it twice. Close. And you got to average the time. Uh, pads or no pads? No pads, no, no but pads. it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It does not. It is. You were like, so if it's 25 yards, you mm-hmm. got to turn 12 times. The lactic acid that builds up in your legs oh, going you back. Oh, you feel it? Oh, my, it is. Yeah. Guys at the end of it, and the first one, the second one, guys are falling over the line just trying oh, to get, yeah. get past the test. And I don't, you're, did you pass you're the dizzy, test? You're dizzy. Did I pass? Did you pass it? The first oh, year? Yeah, no, oh, yeah, no question. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was a runner, so I, I passed it. But I did not. My legs were cement, though, at the mm, end of the day. That was, was awful. It, it, the worst thing, it, too, it's was. It's a miserable day for everybody. Well, the worst thing for DBs is that 
you know, we get to the line and it's a, it's a goddamn race now. So we, we supposed to come in at like 50, I don't know, 55 was our time. Right. 56 guys are coming in at 51. I'm like, guys, let's just pass the test. We don't need any all Americans here <laughs> in the practice field. Come did on. Did you guys, um, did you have the same person taking your tests at BC or, uh, in terms of grades? Cause you guys both seem pretty smart here. Was it somebody taking your test for you there? Or did you no, guys, I, uh, I was the, I was the idiot that decided to major in English. That was my fault. So. Oh, and I was God. the idiot who decided to major in accounting. accounting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no joke. We keep bringing these guys on that are smart. I'm not, I honestly, I think yeah. I was just too lazy or dumb to go change my major. I was like, oh, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, just suffer. I'll just it. grind it out and do, <laughs> do apply math funny because, all day. I, you know, getting recruited, I'm like, Man, I'm gonna be that. You know, I want the boast of Beth. Where I want the, you know, a, a mm-hmm. strong school academically, and and you know, they're in the Big East. So I want both. And then mm-hmm. it's funny that by the time, you know, draft boards started coming out, I was like, I mean, I majored in football, really. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> no, it's kind. Of, I mean, it's kind of hard when you're there. I mean, it's hard to do both. There's so much time devoted oh, to football. I'm, and I'm telling people, they did not cut a slack. It is not like that. You know, I, you know, I know BC wasn't like a, like a Alabama, but I'm just saying like when we, like the teachers didn't really care. Nope. Period. Mm. If I, I so don't, I'm, I remember. I don't think the teachers went to the games. They did not. They didn't even know anything. So I remember we were playing Pitt. <laughs> this is my second year. So you were gone. And my matchup was Liar Fitzgerald that week. Oh, and, that's a good and one. And I had, a, and I had a paper and I had, a, I had to read two novels and had a paper due that, that week. And I literally asked her. Like, look, like, can I get some kind of like leadway or an extension? She goes, it's only Monday. I was like, trust me, I'm going to need the extension because I got to get ready for this. She's like, I don't get it. No. So, you know, I, I had to, I had a double duty. Yeah. That's not an easy task. I had to, had to read Wuthering Heights How, and get ready for Fitzgerald. Yeah. What's tougher? Uh, is it reading that or was it Garden Larry Fitzgerald? That's a oh. tough, uh, that's a tough task. I look forward to, I look forward to defending Fitzgerald. I don't look forward to reading any novels. Got it. How about Got playing it. both ways in college? I mean, you were no. one of the few that were able to do it. Wide receiver, and then you played D back, but you were kick returner, punt returner, all that, all that, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. At one point, I was charting like a hundred snaps a game, man. Like it was crazy. I ended up losing like twenty pounds one year, one season, because afterwards I was too tired to eat. But it, it was a, it was a deal I st- I struck with Coach O'Brien, man, because after my junior year, we graduated so many, we graduated everybody, Grant Adams, you know, Joe Hazard, every mm-hmm. receiver we had graduated. And um, I remember I just saw the report like, Oh, I could be, I could potentially be a, you know, two you know, day one pick for a defensive back. And I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And then coach Brian called me into the office. He's like, Hey man, you know, we're looking at the offensive side of the ball and you know, we were thinking of like, would you be, would you consider trying out receiver? And I said, hell no. Like, <laughs> I was like, absolutely, no, there's no way. And I left. Then he called me in another day, like to talk about it. I'm like, look, man, like I, I have no desire to, to do that. Like, I don't want to go to offense. But I started thinking about it more. And I was like, we honestly, we have guys that have great hands, but the only person that was really like super dangerous was the punt returner in the corner. And it was mm-hmm. me. And you know, I'm, I, I like to win. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get drafted, but there's a bunch of guys on the team where just getting to another bowl game and winning that, that's going to be it for them. And then they're going to go on and do what they want to do. So I was like, you know what? I said, I'll try I will try it out in spring ball. Okay, that was the deal. I said, I'll try it in spring ball. And I'm thinking, like, I'll try it, maybe be do some slot stuff, still play corner. No, I try it out, and I win the damn X job. 
the ex job is the dude. That's a good way. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah. you're taking the top off the defense. Yeah. yeah like X is you're the, you're there every snap. You're the guy. And so I, I won the, the at starting X job, the number one receiver. And I'm like, gosh, I said, okay, can I still play defense though? He was like, yeah. I was like, but I want to like, how can we work this out? He said, well, maybe like situational. So like third, I came in like third downs. Or remember the first game we played BYU, I had a shadow, Todd Watkins, their number one receiver, and I still did all the returns and all that stuff. So it was it was cool. It, and it also didn't hurt to have, you know, Matt Ryan throwing you the football. That yeah. made it easy for me. Well, it's got to help you out, too, with the recruit or not the recruiters, but the scouts and all that stuff. Hey, this guy's a team player. He's putting his, his personal, you know, stuff aside, his dreams or whatever, his goals. Obviously, you're a defensive back and you want to play defensive back, but you're – you're helping the team and you're showing a different skill set. Dude, it was, so it was wild. It actually it hurt my draft stock tremendously. Right. But it helped but it helped me play 12 years, you know, and mm. and it was I had the craziest um pre-draft situation. So I go to the I played, you know, receiver my senior year. I go to the senior bowl as a corner. I go to the NFL combine as a receiver. <laughs> So after the combine, I do all the receiver drills. And then I remember that the guy took me to the middle of the field at, at Indianapolis. And he's like, on the microphone, does anybody want to see Will Blackman do defensive back drills? All the coaches raise their hand. Mm-hmm. So I stayed, when everyone was done, I did the whole receiver combine. And then I had my own defensive back combine by myself right there in front of the coaches. And then I go, then I have my meetings. I meet with, the Packers who want me as a receiver. I meet with the Bengals who want me as a corner. And this is where I made the decision. So I met with the Atlanta Falcons in, like, in the hallway and the guy came up to me. He was like, yeah, man, we, we, we really like your receiver. You know, if we're, cause everyone's like, what do you want to play? And I'm like, I, I could do both, whatever you want. So the, the guy in Atlanta was like, yeah, you know, we see you as a receiver. And you know, if you're there after the draft and free agency, we're going to come get you. I was like, <laughs> I'm playing DB. If that's what you guys evaluate me, evaluate yeah. me as a receiver, I'm gonna play DB. So then I stopped telling everybody I want to play defensive back. So, um, but but it hurt me because I did a lot of things. I didn't master one position. You draft guys in the first round because they mastered their position. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but it helped me because play 12 years because what happened was the further along I got, I understood the whole secondary. So sure, I can start at nickel. I can start at dime. Start at corner. Start at safety. Start at wherever. I got to start everywhere. So that's what helped me out. What about? What, oh, sorry, but no, what about? Right. Hey, if you're playing, you know, receiver that long, what about just like the mental side of it and helping you prepare? Now you know what routes are coming out of what formations right. and all that stuff. So as a defensive back, you know, they come out. You're you're already one step ahead. Exactly right. I, so it actually helped me in the long more. run. Yeah. Help me even more when I went to receiver because, you know, when we moved to the ACC, everybody runs a 4-3, right? And so everyone, they want to press, they want to play press on you, get on you. And I knew that playing defensive bat, if I'm playing press man and soon as the receiver like stacks me, means puts me directly behind them, yep. I can't do anything about it. So I was just, I knew exactly where guys were. I knew the issues. I knew all the holes. I knew all the, I knew everywhere to go. Yep. And it did help me going back on defense because 
I wasn't really the, the, my problem was in football. If I can go back and do anything different at Boston college, I would have studied better. I was a terrible student in terms of watching film. I had a high IQ cause I, I was obsessed with football. I knew the game, but to study and prepare and what really helped me. And I still talk to this guy to this day is coach Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, you, you did not play if you weren't a student on his offense, period. If you did not know like where this block was going to be, if you didn't know, if you didn't run this route at 10 yards, if you didn't speed cut at five, if you did not motion down two yards from the end line, like you weren't playing. So he really made me and helped me be a student of the game, which turned into like me having better study habits when I played in the NFL. With, you know, between receiver and DB, I mean, we got to probably know this stat. Like, we probably don't know, but I'm sure we can figure it out, right? What one has more longevity? Like, is there is a receiver play longer in the NFL? Like, just if you pick the position, does this person play 3.1 years and this one plays 4.1 years? Do, yeah, do I we don't know? know the numbers. I don't know the numbers, but I, w- I my guess would be defensive back. Mm-hmm. Plays a little uh, longer. Yeah. I would assume so because, one, I feel like they're, they're more utilized on special teams, too. That's where I think they have the advantage. And, two, playing receiver, you're not guaranteed to have a good quarterback. Right. Right. Well, that's that's a huge deal. You know, a lot of guys end up doing well on one team with a good quarterback and go somewhere else and they just disappear. Don't get the ball. So, right. When you go to the Packers, who's the one guy that you sort of just like tagged along with? Like, I want to learn from you. Oh, well, I mean, shoot, dude, this is going to sound crazy embarrassing, but I remember um, my wallpaper was Charles Woodson when he was in Michigan on my computer. Oh yeah, that's right. He was out there too. <laughs> I think it was my wallpaper. I love Charles Woodson. So, yeah. so, so when I got drafted, they, he was their big free agent signing that same yeah. year. So I remember, first of all, I, I go into the, into the cafeteria and I mean, I see Favre, which was like crazy to me to, you know, I'm like, shoot. Was he making 16 million at that point? No, he actually found like three. He, I think he found like four million in his locker of like checks he would just throw in there. He just found it. I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know. <laughs> but I remember I sat again. I I sat in the way back in the cafeteria. I didn't know anybody. You know, I knew the guys I got drafted with, but I was like, I'm just gonna sit here. And I remember I see Charles like come in. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like this, Charles Woodson. So he gets his his tray, his food, and he's walking, looking for a seat, looking for a seat. And he keeps passing up, passing up tables, pass up tables. And he's walking like straight towards me. I'm like, oh, shoot, like he's going to come sit over here. You know what I'm saying? And I remember he got close and I, I literally just cleared the desk, the table. I'm like, man, you can sit right here. I, just, I think I knocked over like six salt shakers. I'm like, yeah, right here, man. I, I was like, you know what? Just take my seat. I'm going to go sit over here. Yeah, no. um, but no, he sat down. He, he was super cool. And the, the, the coolest thing is that he he was this like, great amazing superstar but he was different in terms of like i was expecting charles woodson to have like a crazy car uh you know crazy clothes and jewelry and it and it it just wasn't that that which was crazy because i remember i went in the parking lot i left afterwards and he was trailing a little bit and i was like okay i want to see what this guy drives like i I know he has something pretty crazy Mm -hmm. and he gets into like this it was like a oh six like maybe a 05 Chevy Blazer. And I was like, what? I was like, wow. Hey. I was like, oh, he, oh, he's probably, he's probably saving his money. You know, he's probably saving his money. Yeah, I, yeah. Try, he's, I try he, to justify yeah. it. He's got to get through the Green Bay winners. That's what he's got to get through. Yeah, he's no, snow tires. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but even still, even like, you know, he would cut his own hair. Like he didn't go to the barbershop and he cut his own hair. He just was just super chill, you know? Uh, but that's what I also found out that he, he had investments elsewhere. So he was like living it up, but 
in a different way. So that, that was pretty cool to see that. I'm like, okay, that's what it, that's what it looks like to, to really be humble and, and be on top. How long were you with him when you, when he was at Green Bay? Four. Yeah. So, four, I mean, so you get, years. you learn, you learned a lot then. From, yeah, because here this is this is this was the main turning point, right? I mentioned where Coach Bible uh, really helped me understand offense, and and I, I remember Coach Bible was famous saying, "If if the bodies are laying north and south, oh. that's how you know it's a good play, baby." Yeah, <laughs> right? all I remember booster. him saying is "66 booster" in meetings. Booster, booster, everybody all over. Yeah. Booster, booster. <laughs> and you guys are like, oh, here we go again. Here we're going again. No, we love that shit. If we're gonna run all day, we hey, that's that's the play to call. We loved all that stuff that's for sure. And so, my I remember my first two years, uh, one I dealt with a lot of injuries, but I wasn't I wasn't making any plays on the field. You know, I'm just trying to be like super athletic and put myself in position, just being the athlete I am. But when you get to the NFL, Tip, everyone's a mutant, right? That's mm-hmm. my whole thing. I say everyone's a mutant. And the difference is it's a, it's situational football. That's all it is. Everybody wants the same plays. Everybody wants the same stuff. It's just like, how do you, like the timing, the situations, how do you set up and, and defeat your opponent? And obviously you being in New England, that's situational masters. That's all it was, you yep. know? Um, and so I'm like, gosh, I need to figure this out because otherwise I'm not going to play long, you know, cause you, you can't just make plays naturally. So I decided I'm just going to take the, the, the onus and just go, you know what? I'm going to come back to the facility and try to learn how to watch this damn tape. So I get, I come back to the facility. It was like seven 30 at night, maybe eight o'clock. And as I get into our, um, get closer towards the, our meeting room, I see a fluorescent light on like, as if somebody left the projector on. So I go into the room and I look and it's Charles, he's in there. And the crazy thing about this, at this time, Charles never practiced. He never came outside for practice. He'd come through for a walkthrough, and then he would leave. God, that's the life, though. And then well, and then he would have, like, maybe a seven-pick season. Yeah. You know, eight-pick eight pick season. Like, it was un- unreal. And when I came in, he was like, hey, man, he's like, come come have a seat, you know. So we had, like, a, we had like a stadium-style meeting room. So he was on top. I sat, you know, the lower section. And he was like, I'll show you some stuff, you know, and he was going through, he was like, listen, it's down distance, it's splits, it's formations, it's, you know, like what time is it? Is it two minutes before to have, two minutes after to have, like, what, are, what does the coordinator like to do? Where are they on the football all, field? Yeah, all these little things. And just a little nugget he gave me, he was like, look, if I see this one play show up like three times on film, like same formation, same area, same route, whatever, he said, in the game, if I see it, I'm jumping it, period. I'm going to play my chances. You you know, you got to yep. take your chances. I'm not afraid to get beat on something. And I thought that was super cool. And then when I turn on the light, Dan, let me tell you, this: the whole grease board looked like like he was trying to create a new, like, a vaccine or some shit, dude. Like, it was <laughs> – I mean, he, I seen X's and O's everywhere. He made a game plan within the game plan. And I'm like – Damn, like that's what it is. Right. Like that's what it is. It it is all about the film study. I didn't really learn how to watch film truly until like year five, you know. And that's what really saved my career was once because then the game slowed down. Your yeah. body's not getting torn up so much. You you know, I, there was a famous quote that Kevin Mathis told D'Angelo Hall. He said, "You run." He said, "D Hall, Warner Street, you run a four-one, right?" He said, "I run a four-five." He said, but I guarantee you, I'll get to that spot before you do. Mm-hmm. He said, because I know what's coming. Yep. 
Yep. That was that was no, that's there's, where there's, that was it for me. There's definitely a point, especially when you learn how to watch film, but it's so important on the football field that you're not thinking too much because if you're thinking you're right. playing you're playing slow, right? And everything right. out there is so fast and reactionary that you have to be able to you know almost like dance with it a little bit. You know, there there oh, there, yeah. there yeah. there's a rhythm out there that you have to go and right. if you don't have that game right. speed, it, you're screwed. It's it's choreography yeah. it's for sure. Less. Like you said, you have to be ahead. And so it's funny you say that because that's eventually how I started studying, you know, just like a typical week of studying what I really mastered and the game was like just natural to me. Yep. It's one I had to learn. I had to learn how to watch them and like it. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing I could. I would just watch it, follow the ball. And be like, oh, this guy is good. But to really watch it and like it and where you could find little things. So Monday and you can chime in, Dan, like whatever's there for you. Monday, you know, we're reviewing the mm-hmm. game plan. We kind of introduced a new team afterwards. Tuesday was usually our day off. But Tuesday is also where I would watch film according to the game plan. So I know Wednesday was first and second down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Tuesday, I would watch the first and second down cut ups so that I'm a step ahead on what we're going to go over on Wednesday. So we watch, so we watch that on Wednesday and then I'll review practice and then I'll watch third down because Thursday we're going to go over third down and so on. And you know, same thing Thursday, every week, every week. It's the same every single week. Yep. And then by, so then by Saturday, cause Friday night, I'll take Friday night off, take my wife out to dinner or something, hang with the kids. But Saturday I'll finally put together, like I'll watch an entire game. And now I'm like looking at situations. Oh, you know, it's first down, first and 10. Oh, it's second and nine. You know, they're probably going to run it to get a manageable third down. Oh, it's third and seven, third and 10, probably going to throw a dig. You know, it's they're on the plus 40. They're on the 50 yard line. And I see mass protection. They're going to take deep shots. Like yeah. it became like that. Yep. <laughs> like it was like you're, it's, it was crazy. And that was the fun part. The best is that you're watching the full game. Cause I always found if you're watching clips, especially on the, you know, the Tuesday, Wednesday, whether you're doing it as a team, as a position group or as an individual, if you just watch clips, you're seeing nothing but highlights, all the good right. stuff They're you know, they're not really putting in the bad things. So you may be going against an average player in the league, which is still really good. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but you're watching all of the best plays. So your week is going to be mentally miserable the whole week like oh god this right. guy's really good but if you watch the whole game and yeah. you watch how it flows it's like oh wait a minute this guy's not he-man every yeah, goddamn play 10 percent right. of the time or 20 percent of the time see, yeah or you see why those big plays happen yeah you see okay how, how did they get in that position to create that big play you know they probably did something like i don't know like i know teams were keep throwing slants, throw slants, throw slants. And, you know, and all of a sudden they hit you with a sluggo. They, it was, yep. they was setting something up all game long, you know, or whatever it was. And so you get to see like, oh, I now it makes sense why this play happened, why this thing happened, why all these things. And then, then you have your outliers where they're super hard to study for, you know, guys like Aaron Rodgers, guys like Patrick Mahomes, um, mm-hmm. or even Matt Stafford because – now Josh Allen, they can throw the ball from wherever. That's those are the hard yeah. ones to study for. Yeah, yeah. First and ten, they go in all goals. You know, like you just <laughs> you just never ever know. So, right. but I, I I enjoy that part, and that's why, you know, I just came from the field. I get contracted by agents to help their guys get ready for the combine or the whatever it is pro days and drafts. 
And also now the pro guys are back. So I do a lot of like film work because I'm like, this is, this is it. If you guys figure this part out now and learn how to take care of your bodies, those are the two most important things to make you have a long career. Do you do some stuff here too? Well, do you come back to Bishop Hendrickson at all? I know we've got a ton of people that, you know, listen that went to Bishop Hendrickson. I know that for sure, but also just Bishop Hendrickson, for those who don't know, I mean, it's, it's a, a factory of athletes in Rhode Island, not just football. I mean, baseball. Were you there with like Baldelli? He was probably yeah, around yeah, your time, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so lots. Who was by who was by far the the probably the best athlete I have ever seen? Yeah, volleyball. He was like an unbelievable volleyball player, right? Well, he got he got a full ride in basketball, track, baseball, and volleyball. Yeah, it's wild, <laughs> wild. I mean, just an absolute <laughs> stud. Where do you want to go? Which one do you well, want to play? Tell you where a lot of guys pick. They so pick he, baseball because so so guaranteed goes money. Six overall. <laughs> yeah, number six yeah. overall. That's not bad either. Yeah, not bad. So do you come back here at all? Because I know I know that uh, Bishop Hendrickson just again. There's lots of guys that come back. There's lots of athletes around all the time. You know, lots of oh, pro guys. Payne, Payne, so. Quiddy Payne's going first round this year yeah, too, no, right? No He's question. out of 10, yeah. ten or fifteen. Yeah, no, he is no question. Yeah, I usually. So the thing is, I live out west, so it's hard for me to come back, especially with my own family, um, especially what's going on now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I usually to make sure I do come back every year. I do have the Wolf, the football camp that I do every year, the Will Blackman football camp. Mm-hmm. And also the rally, the Blackman rally combine too. Um, and yeah, the, fo- the football camp is free every year. We usually get like between two to 300 kids there. And it's just a, it's just a situation where I feel like it's my duty to come back. You know, yep. um, I, I never, I, the first NFL player I ever met was, was probably Will Green, you know, cause he came yeah. back to school to check everyone out. I never met a pro player in my entire life. And so to right. be from an area where it's not that that accessible, I was gonna I do that. And and part of it, part of my coaching staff is, you know, unless like, you know, Dan lives in Rhode Island, so I'm gonna call him or or you know, guys who live in the area that I play with, I would say ninety five percent of my coaches are players from Rhode Island that either that played in college or maybe did play professional. Yep. And the reason is because I wanted to make it relatable, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't I wasn't here getting special privileges. Like I, I went to Isaac Hopkins in Providence. That's right next to Chad Brown, where a lot of stuff went down, which is next to the police station. I, I live, I sat in these seats. I went to all these, these schools and, and lived in Providence and Cranston. So I'm from right here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys were from different areas. So that's the cool thing about it, man. And um, we're having discussions right now to, you know, see how we can get it done this year. Cause it's, I think it's super important. And then the Blackman Rowley combine happened because it's the same situation. Like for, for me to get noticed, nobody was coming to Rhode Island mm-hmm. at all. Right. And I, I went to, at the time, my brother Leon was at Boston college and his roommate was actually Saravo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike. Yeah. And Mike was like, Hey, I heard your brother's actually pretty good. And you know, he's how old he is. He's like 13. You know, he said he should check out the BC camp, which was by far the, the best place on the BC football camp. There was, there was nothing like it on, on earth. And I ended up, you know, getting the brochure, showed it to my dad. My dad racked up some money, sent me out there. And I just went there and just took advantage of every opportunity. Um, it, it was funny because every every catch I made happened to be in front of Coach O'Brien. And he would just talk so much trash to me the whole time. I'm a 13-year-old kid, and I made a catch. He was like, you're nothing. Like, you, you ain't nothing, Junior. <laughs> and then it, what's crazy is, you know, I was – a rare case, but my first day of homeroom, my sophomore year, I was 14 and BC was my first offer, um, which 
but, but my whole my point was is that I had to go out to places. You know, right. I got invited to Nike camp. We drove six hours to Syracuse to go to the Nike camp. Like I had to go out. So now that I had a bunch of resources, I'm like, how can I find a way to like bring them here and to help guys get noticed? So that's that's the whole premise of that whole weekend. And then yeah, now I'm here. I get to hang out with my family, go to my brother's house, see my sister, and all that stuff. So. I do try to get back. I, I do. I do miss home, but I, I am the rebel. I left. The weather's a, the weather's a little better. Yeah, you got nice weather out there. Where the where you can wear that type of shirt. Where Dan and I are still like bundled yeah. up out here in the Northeast. <laughs> it's, it's cold. Yeah. It's cold as shit. Were right you a now. Patriots fan growing up all along? You know, I was not. Or? I was not Who'd a Patriots fan. I was not a like Red Sox. I mean, did you? Did you I, li- I ended up England? liking the Red Sox. I ended yeah. up liking the Celtics, but I, yeah, I just didn't. I don't know. Would you no, like? We did you like anybody? Crazy football house. Did you like anybody in the NFL, or just like, you just I like, like watching? I like I like Barry Sanders. Okay, like he was my favorite. You were so, play, I, you were, just, so you rooted for players. We talked about this the other day. Sometimes, like when you're out of the game, I find like now we root for players more than teams because maybe you're like you know I, I know this person mm-hmm. or I, like I want to see that person succeed rather than being like I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah, you know it's more like who you know now. So you were doing that before even you were like I like well, watching well, yeah, Barry well, Sanders. Even, even now, I, I mean, I think I played for all 32 teams. So I really have no loyalty to <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's more the guys. So, hey, it yeah. happens to everybody, yeah. buddy. Hey, it, it doesn't no, matter. I, I, Twelve I years it. in, it doesn't matter. Oh, I love it, dude. We yeah. we got super culture. We got to live different places. My kids like they know how to make friends wherever they go now. So it's mm-hmm. all good. Which place did but, you like um, the best? Yeah, I. I don't know. You, you know, know, we got I, Washington, from, Seattle. Seattle's pretty cool. Seattle was cool, but I barely spent time there. I, that was a great place just because, you know, I, I feel like they understood it from like a player friendly perspective and the city was awesome. Green Bay was awesome for football because I'm a yeah. big, I'm a big historian. Like yeah. I love yeah. watching the old school, like VHS, you know, NFL films with John Facenda and Steve Sable. Like I was, yeah, Sam Spence, composer. Like yeah. I know those little details from the yeah. credits, man. Like I was on it. So to be there and to see, you know, my I think my first week brought Star like just stopped by to have like some eggs and bacon. I'm like, oh, all right, what's up, dude? Yeah. You know, <laughs> God, that's and, awesome. Yeah, and to see like it be a ghost town. Like I remember just being in Green Bay. I don't think I like you walk into a restaurant. They they have the the roster right behind the menu that you know they know everybody. And it's just because. You know, we didn't get BC wasn't a big football town. Like it wasn't like that. You know, I and that's the part I do miss. I was like, man, I, I wonder what it was like to, right. to be at a crazy football town in Green. I got that from Green Bay, and I had so much fun there and just incredible stuff there. New York was really cool, um, just from an organizational standpoint, and they done some incredible things to help me and save my career. Um, and you did, you did win a championship there. And I, we did win a Super Bowl there, yeah. Yep. Jacksonville was really cool. It's I, it's such an underrated town. Like, I honestly, if if I got an extension there, we would have bought a house and stayed there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that town. But I, I'm real – I love experiences. So I love the fact that, you know, I when I went to Jacksonville, that organization was starting from scratch. Yeah. I mean, new owner, new general manager, new facility, new uniform, new head coach. By the way, I, I mean, don't you, I don't like the helmets. I don't like those old helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know like coming from black to gold or whatever it was? I know mine's that, and I don't have it. Mine's there right now. Yeah, did yeah. not like that helmet at all. Yeah, I was I, don't know, I was whatever, but I was whatever about the teal too. Um, but yeah, all those. But Washington was a diff, was an interesting experience because 
I got to see the political side of stuff, which was interesting if you're trying to learn, but also terrible if you just want, you're just trying to play football because yeah. that that's what made football not fun for me anymore. And when it got to that point, you know, I was living on my own. My family lived in Cali, we bought a house, and I was living on my own out there, dealing with all kinds of BS. And I'm like, like it's not even worth it for me to like right. go through it like this, you know. So, yeah, Green Bay, I would say it was the best. That was the most fun. No doubt. So when did you? So you've got you are the wine MVP. Well, let's get our glasses up because yeah, yeah. he's probably well, going to. Go. He's probably going to make fun of. Uh, but what, is this a good glass? <laughs> are these good? No, for, for, we for saw the Instagram. Yeah. Okay. This is a good yeah. glass. So, it's, it's got the 122nd U.S. Open, the Country Club on it. I yeah, mean, this is the this is well near BC, right? So this is no, from the Country yes, Club. We got the new logo uh, on it in Brookline. Right? Yeah. For, no, for where you are, it's it's good because if you spilled it from the, the you know if you had a stem glass, it can hit the laptop. So you're See, good. thank you. You right? did a post the other day about wine glasses. I, did. I was going to say don't trust anybody <laughs> on these. That's all you said. So, so when that's did, why I brought these in? That's why yeah, I brought I'm these sure in. you did. I, I it brought wasn't them in because it's not, it's not that it's not that I don't trust you as a person. I don't trust you with the stemware. Is that with that's, that glass? You know, okay, that's a you, good way to put you it. didn't t- you didn't trust yourself. You said that earlier. No, I said if I'm carrying three wine glasses in because Max has a glass over here too. Guess what? One of them's breaking there and one of them's breaking <laughs> on the way back what? so i'm only gonna have one left after this <laughs> one so. uh, one of the big things in the nfl and i love how like hey what's what are you gonna do after the career and i forget who put the tweet out recently it was like hey picture this you do one thing play football when you leave the facility or whatever all anybody wants to do is talk about football and then afterwards all they want to talk about is like what are you going to do next it's like wait a minute for 10 11 12 years all I've tried to do was yeah. one, do my job, keep my job, and continue to keep it the next year. Like that was the focus. So because how do you, it's how, so hard, right? It's so hard. Everybody's there to take your job every year. How they, when they did you get? Job, what, uh, trying to replace you like <laughs> cheaper, <Yeah>. cheaper <laughs> and younger. Yeah, what yeah. about where did the wine come from? When did you start thinking about this? Because you are an official sommelier. You wanted oh, to say? Did it we so say bad. it right? Did I wanted I to it? say it, not me. How do some, we say some it? people? Some people say Somalia. Some people say some. It's, I say Somalia. Somalia. That's how I say. It sounds like the yeah. country. Yeah, I was okay. So Somalia. Somalia. Where did you get these skills? Because we're going to dive into this these pretty skills. hard right now. But this is not like an easy thing. I mean, I think it's like we know if we're drinking a good or bla- bad glass of wine, like probably one out of five times. There, I, I don't think you I, know if you. Yeah, I, like, I don't know if we know. If right? there's alcohol so, in it, I'm saying no, it's pretty the, good. The yeah. way you the way you can tell you're drinking a good or bad glass is do you like it. See, okay, see, that's a good, good thing. Is that is, is that is that is that the uh, only question on the test to get that license? I know, no, well, uh, no, you are. <laughs> that'd, that'd be great. We said no, that it's, uh, it's more so of when you when you are tasting the wine. It's more so evaluating the structure. Can you get the structure correct? Now, nope. So the, the certifications <laughs> I have, I have um, this two. There's like multiple schools. So there's a wine and spirit education trust, and this is based out of London. And I have a level two certification in that. And I just took my level three um, exam a few weeks ago. And then the highest you can go is four. I think four is diploma. So I got, if I pass this, I got one more and I got diplomacy and I can actually be a, like a certified educator. The other one is court of masters sommelier. And those are the ones, those are the wizards. Mm-hmm. Like the, you have intro, certified, advanced, and then master. Master is a 6% success rate. There's only like maybe 250 in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And those are the guys that can literally, yes, take a glass, 
smell it, blah, 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 and they can call region, can call the year, all that shit. Country, region, year, varietal. Wow. Nope. What about, so are those two classes, <laughs> like, do you have to go through the first thing to get to the other thing, or can, you can do one and the other, or you can be certified yeah, in both? You can, they're, they're two different classes. So they're you don't have to pass schools. one to get to the other one? No, so WSET is its own, has its own thing. Court of Masters, CMS has its own thing. Like, they're two separate schools. When did this thought come into your head? Yeah. That's uh, where I'm Well, at. so... Again, we mentioned like the whole hazing thing. When I was in Green, when I was in Green Bay, well, first of all, in in college, me, me and um, Kiwi were roommates at Gabelli. Me and Matthias, and he had like this cool little wine rack. I didn't know what wines were. We just drank it. By the way, Kiwi's in wine too. And when I got to Green Bay, it was kind of it's a beer town, so I'm like the only dude drinking wine. So I was kind of you know nervous about less. that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, when I found out like Charles Woodson was like big in the wine, I was like, well, they're not going to say nothing to him. Like that's our dude. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> when, when, so that made me more comfortable. Cause he will always uh, at away trips, he would always take the defensive backs out to dinner. So he would take us to like the best restaurants wherever we played. And he would just, you know, buy really cool wines. I had no idea what they were about. I just knew like they were expensive. So maybe they were good cause they were expensive. Who knows? So I enjoy them. And then I would also go to a bunch of events in like Milwaukee because that was like our closest city and go to a lot of corporate events there. got to know a lot of commercial real estate guys down there. And they also would be at these events, swirling the wine in my face, talking mm-hmm. about the pretty legs. And by the way, <laughs> the legs don't mean a damn thing. So, you know, that's... Look how well he handles that glass. Yeah. I would have shattered that like twice by Like a maestro up yeah. there. <laughs> you silly. So... Um, Actually, the wine, it means something if you're trying to evaluate something, but it doesn't mean like syrup has legs. So it's not like the more legs, the better the wine. It's something different. I have legs. You have <laughs> legs. What's that movie? <laughs> Can you milk me? Can, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Teats. Teats. Um, Is it a teats? Yeah. <laughs> It's a funny scene. <laughs> I have teats, yeah. Greg. I mean, the way you're moving that wine around that glass makes me know that you've done that like and and you have a skill to it that feels like level two class so Man, you can is. do this i know but that yeah, no but i can if, but then it's gonna land on my laptop yeah if he does that it's gonna shoot out like the blood from his vein earlier on <laughs> yeah, from, from his doctor's oh appointment, doctor's appointment. Exactly. and so so i would go to these events and these guys would talk over my head and i didn't feel slight about it i was like whatever you know i'm just i'm just trying to learn and then they would actually invite me to like private dinners with them at restaurants. And I remember this one guy in particular was like, man, this burgundy wine is so good, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, it is good. And he was going on and on and on about it. And then one of my, one of my hobbies is I, I love to like dine by myself. I would go to a restaurant, like give me the experience. And I would people watch like a mother, you know? And mm-hmm. I remember I was like, I'm going to order this burgundy. This guy was talking about. So this whole time I'm thinking burgundy is its own brand. And I remember I ordered the wine. The sommelier brings me the wine. And I look at it. I was like, I said, this isn't Burgundy. He was like, he was like, yeah, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. I, I had Burgundy. I know what it looks like. He was like, dude, this is Burgundy. Because it was, it was white. It wasn't red. Mm. And I'm like, this is not Burgundy. We're going back and forth. He's like, okay, sir, listen. <laughs> then he explained in French. I you know he explained in France. He basically wanted to say, shut the F up, bro. Like, yeah. and so he explained that in France, the wines are listed by the region. 
they don't put the grape varietal on the bottle. Like we got this Miomi right here. It says Pinot Noir on the bottle. In France, if it's Burgundy and if it's red, it's Pinot Noir. If it's Burgundy and it's a white wine, it's Chardonnay. And you should just know that that's their law. They don't put, they never put the grape varietal. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking like Burgundy. Okay. It's purple like Burgundy. Then it's Burgundy. You know, yeah. I didn't know Burgundy also meant white. So that's, I, I actually thought that was super interesting and cool. And I wanted to learn more. So I started subscribing to all these magazines and these publications and like all these things. And that's when like, I think eventually that documentary called Psalm came out about all the massive sommeliers that were like training to, you know, become a master. And I was like, Dan, that is a really cool way of learning how to figure out wine. It was non-subjective, you know, go through it. Is this a quality wine? Was it properly made? Regardless if you like it or not, was this properly made, you know? And that's when I, after one season, I came back and took a class here. And then after that, I was like hooked. So that's where I started to want to learn more and kind of get more of like education that when I came back to Washington during OTAs, like OTAs, we're done, what, like 12 o'clock, we're done with practice and meetings. Mm-hmm. So we have the whole data ourselves. And I found out that in Virginia, it's actually a really cool wine region in the States. And so I would drive to Leesburg and they had like a bunch of wineries there. And I actually, after practice, I would go and work on those vineyards. Um, I just saw someone snag their own glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, it's just Max. He's Max from he's the thirsty. corner. He's thirsty. <laughs> What's up, man? What's happening? So this talk is making me thirsty. Yep. And um, I started, started working on the vineyards, and I was like, man, that's where I kind of dawned on me. I, I would like to have my own, my own wine one day. And doing all this research, I would talk to so many people, like, what is it like to have your own wine? And they said, look, you can have the best grapes. You can have the best juice, the best winemaker. At the end of the day, like any business, can you sell the product, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's the, that was, it came down to, I was like, man, so I started hanging out at different wine shops, trying to learn, like doing case studies, like what are people buying? What is, what is the market like? And it kind of dawned on me, like, you know what? Like I have such a unique network uh, of people, you know, with all my celeb friends, whatever you want to call it, that I can just be a middleman in a sense, you Mm -hmm. know, like I love helping people. I love connecting. Like that's something I'm really good at. And so that's when I came up, you know, with the wine MVP being a VIP wine concierge. So if you want to, if you have a seller, if you want to go on a trip, you know, whatever, for example, I did, you know, first sell I did was Matt Ryan. I did Matt Ryan. So I know he loved wine. He has a big ass seller in his house. Yeah, that's a good Built place to start. Yeah. And I did uh, Reggie Bush's wine cellar, Justin Tuck's wine cellar. I just helped. Jo- I set up Josh Allen and Paso Robles, uh, AJ Dillon, BC guy. He went yep. to Napa. Uh, like a week ago. So just kind of like the middleman for all that stuff. Well, you're Getting, like the product expert rather than the manufacturer, like forcing like your, your thing on them as a manufacturer. Instead, you're like, no, no, there's all these awesome things that are out there. And like, right. let me help you decide, or let me help you pick the ones that you like. Yeah. Right. Tell, and then tell, they're, they're tell me what the you place. like, and then I'll tell you what's yeah, good because, or not. And that way, this is, I always use the analogy. Like, I don't know how to work on like engines of cars. Right. But there's somebody that does. So I'm not going <laughs> to fill my brain with that. That's probably right. what these these guys uh, would Im- I would imagine like if I was going to have him do this at my place or your place right Dan it's like yeah we don't want to fill our brain with that we're asking you the question right now like I'm going to have a steak tonight what what should I pair with this thing right I'm going to have fish like what should I have what should I have with fish let's I, start I with steak let's start oh, with steak though well, let's start with steak. steak let's actually ask him like yeah what are we doing we're gonna, we're going to cook a a ribeye tonight on the grill we're going to open a bottle of wine what do we want to do. Yeah, this so I'm sure you heard before, those. people always say, oh, you want Cabernet with the steak. Cabernet with, well, 
Right. So basically you want a big, bold wine with big, bold food. You want to pair those two. Now, why does a Cabernet go well with the steak? No well, idea. Okay. Yeah, this is where we're going to get educated. <laughs> That's right. This is the education. Yeah. <laughs> so why does it? Well, okay. So when you sip wine, so you won't really, right now we have a Pinot Noir. You won't really feel it as much. But you know, when you, when you swish a wine around, you get like that grippy feeling in your mouth, like mm-hmm. your lips stuck to your gums or yep. teeth. Well, those are the tannins, right? And so a way to soften those tannins is with the ribeye, all that marbling, all the fat, like they were actually, it'll actually soften the tanning so that now when you have wine with the ribeye, it's not going to be as grippy. It'll be way more smooth and also has enough weight, enough body to go well with the steak. So that's why they pair well together. We that's, are going to wow. That, that's fantastic. We are going to wow somebody with that answer. Someday. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to rec- like rewind that and play yeah, that. Watch so, that a few times. And, then, and, then, and then people are like, okay, well, where do the tannins come from? Well, the tannins come from because they 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 ferment the juice with the skin. So you have a bit like the skin of a grape and it's like grippy like that mm-hmm. or kind of bitter. Yep. It comes from the, the skin. It comes from the seeds because they ferment it all. They extract all the characteristics and the color from all that. And that's what that's how you get all the structure from the um, the Cabernet grapes. Where Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir is actually a lighter grape. It's a thinner skin grape. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get that kind of structure from that. What about a Merlot? <laughs> you did it on purpose. So what's what, what's like? Oh, you weren't there when Coach when the Coach O'Brien we were playing. Uh, where we were. Uh, gosh, we were at a bowl game. Maybe you were there, and instead of saying Yosemite, he said, "All right, guys, we're gonna go to the Yosemite room." Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. What was the last one? Oh, we were in Detroit, I think. My Motor last City, year. I think it was. And it was it? Was that it? Yeah, he said you're gonna go to the uh, the the Yosemite. That's awesome. I wish I would remember. Dan that knows one. enough that it's Merlot. He knows it is. Enough, it's Merlot. Yeah. Uh, what, what's wine. your favorite? What do you have a favorite wine that you like to drink, or is it depending on what you're eating, or what time of day, or well, it's exactly? It depends on what I'm eating. It depends on what time of day. It depends on what mood. Now, the one thing I can always have, I can I can always have champagne when in like when in doubt. Oh, like I, would think, like, see, I would think that's something like, totally different. I would say yeah, think that like, wine and champagne. You're on an island, if like you're on an island and you can have one thing, what would it be? I was like at the perfect at my temperature, like I would I I could have champagne any any time of the day. Is prosecco the same thing as champagne? So so basically the the category is sparkling wine. Okay. Right. So, Champagne's so, France, right? Right. So exactly. Champagne okay. is a type of sparkling wine. Prosecco, type of sparkling wine. Cava, Cremont, all types of sparkling wine. Prosecco, so the difference is um with champagne, uh, the champagne method is actually made. And then, you know, there's a second fermentation that happens like in a bottle, like there's, there is different techniques where Prosecco is like fermented, I believe in the tank. So there's two different methods to create the combination that they're looking for. And also with champagne, the rule is it can only be called champagne if it's made in champagne, France. Okay. I think I I heard that once before. Champagne sneaks up on me. It's sneaky. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but, yeah. but here's, the, here's the trick, though. Here's the trick, though. If you want champagne and you don't want to spend like a grip, like a lot of money, then on the label, look for one that will say either traditional method. It'll just it'll say you know sparkling wine traditional method or sparkling wine champagne method or oh, okay. method champenois, mm-hmm. meaning that it was made. It's made the same way as champagne. It's just not from Champagne, France. Now, are you doing cigars too? 
I saw something with cigars. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I definitely got into cigars uh, the past, which I'm so mad about, dude, because the two times I should have had a damn cigar, I didn't. So which two? Yeah, which two Super times? Bowl. Super Bowl. Our, our wedding mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl. I had yeah, one. I had one during the Super Bowl for you, and had <laughs> <laughs> plenty during, during the one. Actually, no, not during the one that you oh, won. No, <laughs> but but yeah. a few others uh, for sure. So that's. Uh, I mean, that feels like a very Rhode Island thing, right? I mean, I've been in Rhode Island for a while now. I'm in. What's the a Rhode scene. Island thing? A very glass of wine and a cigar. Is you know, it really? Glass of red and a cigar. Very Italian. Where are you, very, where are you on Federal Hill? Are you on yeah, Federal Hill Well, right that's now? what that I mean. Really? Like Federal Hill or like you come down East Greenwich now, we got the cigar bar down there. Like There's that's, two of them. That's all you There's see two is, you know, bottles of red and cigars. And then you see it on the golf course a lot. But if if you were going to pick a bottle of wine, Dan, and I'll pick a bottle of wine, do you have a go-to that you pick? And then I want to know if he, you know, knows it, r- would rate it. It's like, it's good, I've, it's I've bad. Got by, my, the, by the way, by I'm, ter- I'm terrible with brands. I'm great with varietals. All right. I've got, okay. I've got my favorite, but I don't get, I've only had it probably like five times. Okay. What is it? it, it it's, you don't it's, know it's, it's, No, I do. <laughs> Heights Martha's Vineyard. Oh, okay. Heights Martha's Vineyard is legit. That is, that's, that's my that's favorite. Like, and I've only had it five times because it's really expensive. And I don't, subs- I don't subscribe to, hey, you have to, no, you have to buy a crap expensive. or like a right. shit ton of money to get a good bottle of wine. I don't subscribe to that, but I've had it from a buddy the first time. And then I had it with my wife on her first date, trying to impress her. And oh, then we, so this is really exclusive. And then we have, I think we yeah. have it once a year now um, at our Christmas dinner that we okay. go to. So, All right. You're the second person who just told me that. Whitney Merciless is the other one who likes Heights Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, he makes more money than me. He could probably drink it more <laughs> often. <laughs> no, but what's the everyday? Do you have an everyday? You pick up a few um, bottles, you know, you, you do the drizzly order. I, know, I, I personally like. By the way, you know about drizzly? Oh, yeah. We, well, drizzly came to the house every other week during uh, quarantine. <laughs> yeah, but you know so. the story. No, I don't know the story of it. I just know that they deliver it. In I don't a even know. Jeep. I don't even know what Drizzly is. Oh, they deliver. They deliver to the house. Oh, it's, it's the fantastic. alcohol delivery company. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. BC guys. Oh, are they? Are they really? Yeah, just sold it to Uber for one point one billion. Yeah. What Terrible. did they graduate with me or you? After both of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're nineteen. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> they just left yeah. school. Yeah. God, why'd we no, play what is, football? What tip well, was yours. I, so tip I, was, I, I mean. If I get what everyday wine, I've got it behind me. I drink decoy. You know, so oh, the decoy. Yep. De- just everyday, like that's a, you grab four bottles or six bottles, but like. So that's a sister brand of Duckhorn. Yep. yep. And, and that's what I was going to say. The next, like the Duckhorn's a next level kind of oh, in you, terms you, you of like price family. Horn. I like, you. yeah. How I like Duckhorn. Every day I'm going to go Noble Vines. Okay. Noble Vines Pat. cab. I think it's like a 1950, 1951. Well, we got the I don't decoy. even know. Grab the decoy bottle. Let's show the decoy bottle. Let's give a free ads. Look at that. So the decoy. This is free like ads. all day, all day for me right this, here. If this you buy a, six bottles of that, right and, it's there. A, and it's approved by the wine MVP. Yeah, so it's approved. It's That's approved. huge. It's approved. Yeah. But like, a, if a big a big restaurant wine, like where somebody wants to pull it, like a Camus or something like that. I mean, but again, though, I don't. I don't know if I. I drink. I drink wine plenty, but I don't know if I really can necessarily appreciate the difference between the two where somebody like you really probably gets well, it. Well, if right? you, if, but here's the thing I tell people, like when you go to a restaurant and it's a really nice restaurant and they have a sommelier, the last thing you need to do is try to act like, you know what to get. Like if you're going to oh, yeah, go, to a, you're go to a restaurant with a really rad like wine list, like don't go searching to try to like find the best wine to like get some, if they have someone there, the best way to impress is let the Somalia do his job. Ask right. him. 
Yeah. You know, that, that, absolutely. That, I totally agree with that. Stay humble. Let someone else, you know, no, let, the, let the let the expert take care of it. Yeah. So I remember for my wife's birthday, we were playing the Giants in New York and she and she flew out to the game and we stayed in town because I wanted to go into the city and we went to the polo bar in New York. And I remember we went down and at this time, I'm pretty, you know, I know wine a little bit, you know, more than I used to, more than most of my friends. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let this guy do his thing. And so he, he showed up and he was, he was, I mean, absolutely incredible. Um, just his, his whole style, his whole, like what he knew, how he presented it. And he's like, what, what can I get you? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I said, we're going to have this. Like, what do you think? And he's like, well, I'll, I recommend this, but I'll explain all the details. And I literally put my armor on my wife and we sat back here and he just explained all these things. And yeah. we, we got, we got to enjoy the experience together. Right. Got That's it. what it was. Like, let them do that. If there's someone on site, let them that. do their job. I like it. You know? I like that a lot. Like, let them do it. It's the car thing. Yeah. I even like it, even when you go, even when you go shopping, you're like, because first of all, if you go to a liquor store, like they're bored, dude. Like, ask them a, if they want right. to help, yeah. help you. Got right. it. You know what I mean? That's. Well, I'll tell you what. Let Will Blackman do his job as the wine MVP. <laughs> Absolutely. So you, you know, have a hey, delivery thing. Tell us about concierge, the, all that stuff. You guys, you have a club. You have a, yeah, a actually, wine. To the actually, really right? quick though. Yeah. So the reason why, because you asked me then, like, hey, pick a wine that we all can get from anywhere, right? Yeah. So I I picked the famous Miomi, right? And it's um, it's good. And the, the interesting thing about this is like everyone's like, oh, they're drinking Miomi. I was like, okay, well, here's the one. This thing is like everyone likes it. You know, it's a popular thing. It's um, very like commercial friendly, just very like fruity and like juicy and stuff like that. But the whole, the story with Miomi is it was, is actually made by Joe Wagner. Joe Wagner is the son of Chuck Wagner. Chuck Wagner makes Camus. Oh, there you go. So, so the Wagner family, they're the ones that do like the Camus and they have a mm-hmm. ton of wine, but they're, that's the one who does it. And then Joe actually made this and he sold this brand to Constellation, which is a uh, huge distributor, distribution yeah. company for, for $300 million. So Chuck said to Joe, you're not taking any of my money. You have to make your own. Make your own, but here's a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could just sell yeah. it for a lower pro, no, uh, I mean, but price Joe makes point. A, he makes a ton of stuff. He makes a ton of stuff. The daughter makes a ton of stuff. Like, they just kill it. But this is this is all did, part of the famous tree. I did not know it was in no, the I, family. I, I, you, I just went to Haxton's. You probably remember Haxton's from Haxton Rhode Island Lickers. days, right? I popped down there today. I was like, do you, do you guys have a Miomi? And then there, the guy was pulling out cases of it. There was nothing on the thing. He goes, I don't know what the hell's going on, but in the last couple months, I can't keep the cases of this stuff here. I just rolled it out. Here it is. That'll be gone this afternoon. I said, I need it for a wine tasting for a podcast. Here's, the, here's, our, here's, the, here's our card. Go listen to it. But yeah. Here's the trick. Here's the trick, too, is if you decide to make your own wine, you know, keep it at that price point. I don't know. I, I think I spent like 17 on mine. And also screw cap. Yeah. Hey. This is no, yeah, yeah. Dan just got to pull a fat. We got the cork and everything. We got an opener for we, that one. The, old, <laughs> the opener didn't work on that. Screw it oh, off. So you, you, oh, you try to cork a screw oh, yeah. cap? Oh, yeah. Just at the beginning. It yeah. looked the same. It looked like a cork. I'm going around with it. I was like, this doesn't feel right. And then it just twisted off. It's a lot easier. It's more convenient. Yeah. It's, it's much better. I like it. Pour smooth. And, by, and by the way, screw cap does not mean cheap that's true i've heard that before okay. too because um i think i think it's new zealand that i think 
almost 80% of their wine production is screw cap. Hmm. All of this, it's just, it's just a winemaker's choice. Actually screw, screw cap preserves the wine longer. You know, is it, is it true? Cause I've heard, I don't know if they make an excuse, but I've heard maybe it's a, maybe it's a fib. There's a, there's a uh, shortage on cork. Is that, this is that, is, is that, is that true? This is news to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, swear no, to God. No, no, that's a, I mean, you're in the beverage industry. I mean, for, that's a strong possibility. Also, too, like some some companies um, do like synthetic, and maybe they bleach them a little bit. And I think sometimes if the wine hits the bleach, it could it could cork the wine a little bit. So, no, that's a fair because I do see a lot of synthetic corks too, which is actually cheaper. And it's again a winemaker's choice. But it does not matter for quality. What about no. what about having the wine touch the cork? Is you, that a thing? So, you have so to do you, that. You, yes, you wanna you wanna um, store it on the side, okay? Because you want to keep it in contact with the cork. And what happens is, if the once if the cork gets too too dry, then air can get into the bottle. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. Up, end up oxidizing your wine. So as long as you keep it the contact well, with the with the wine into the cork, then it'll it'll keep it nice and firm. Got it. Uh, keep Close. Always wondered uh, that. Never knew why yeah. that was the case. So we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. We're learning a lot. Well, well we got to ask some Gatorade questions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We ask everybody the Gatorade question. Um, it's a recurring question for all the guests. Uh, favorite color Gatorade. I know we're talking wine. We've already asked favorite color wine. Favorite color Gatorade that you like? I forget the flavor. I'm going to look it up. But oh. it's, the, it's the Glacier Ice. Is that oh, what it is? God. Oh, God. We knew it. Oh. <laughs> We, we, we like the originals. No, no, no. Most no, people pick the original. originals. It's between, it's between Glacier and, um, gosh, what was the melon one? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Two terrible <laughs> choices. <laughs> we strawberry yeah, and lemon right, and lime. Right. I don't know. No, we like red, orange, or yellow. Yeah, they're, the, they're uh, colors. They're, oh, they're not man. flavors. Y'all are terrible. <laughs> I'm going to go with red. Yeah. Dan's red. I'm yellow. A lot of people uh, pick listen, red, yellow. Look, listen, you, your palate you, is way too sophisticated. Yeah, no, His palate's no. totally different. What the hell? Right. No, what, right. are you sticking your listen, nose in it, go too? Go to the store and get Fierce Melon. Nope. It will change your goddamn oh, life. No, nope. I don't know about that. Well, at least we, gotta, you. we have to make a whole new uh, section on the board now, Max, for Fierce Melon Gatorade. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know there that. was that section. Yeah, no, there isn't. There well, isn't. It's okay. Fierce Melon. Thank you. For coming on with us, you uh, taught us yeah. a lot, and go check out the Wine MVP. He will hook you up with just, what you need. Just go to, just follow me at Will Blackman, and just stay tuned. That's all you need to do. There we go. Oh, I like anywhere. That. Just I like go it. to at Will Blackman on all social media platforms, and just stay tuned. Stay, I like it. Ooh, there's something coming then. I like it. Good. By the way, I got some cool, um, some cool uh, scotch here. Oh, that's a good. Oh, wait, last last thing some, now. Another last Mirage. question for me. Glenn Mirage, what's up? I was going to ask this when you were talking about it. Do, do you try, are you going to try to be one of the top 250 people? Because you have the professional I'm, athlete background, right? So you're going to want to be a winner, right? So do you want to be in that category <laughs> of like, are you going to want to be in that category of the top 200 people in the world that can like test wine and taste That's wine? And, that sounds funny. You want to be a winner. Well, you want to be like the Listen, champ, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds like it's impossible to yeah, do. Yeah, but by you, the way. you know what's crazy is I think, like, like, I know I can turn it on and turn it off. Like, I'm not one of those guys where I'm competitive mm. 365. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, sure, I want to be successful. I want to do well, but I'm not over here, like, oh, maybe now in terms of trying to break barriers and be different, then. 
I do notice that, or I don't know any African-American massive sommeliers. Right. I don't know mm-hmm. any. So if there's if there is a competitor driving force in that regards, I think that would be pretty badass to, yeah. for me to go from that to be that. Yeah. And, you know, it, it could I know some guys it taking them 10 years to pass it, because I think if you if you fail a certain part, you got to wait a whole year to take it again. Jeez. So I'm, I mean, I don't know. Every Monday right now, I am training with a master sommelier just for the tasting portion. Um, but yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of that. After I told you guys tannins, acidity. Mm. These are things you, you should know. So if you are hanging out with somebody and they're like, man, this this wine has great acidity. You're like, what the hell does that mean? Right. So if you we don't hang out with those people. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. say if you are yeah. or if a Somali, if you again, if you go to a restaurant yeah. and they're like, oh, if you get this wine it has great acidity. And I'm like, well, how the hell do I judge that? You know, right. Right. It's basically, if you take a sip and you swish it around and swallow the wine and just let your mouth like hang for a bit it's the it's the watery feeling right? okay yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. right so think of like a sour you're gonna eat a bag of sour patch kids you're glanced out the water like mine on right now yep. like that's the, that's the acidity part i was thinking about the you know the feeling you get before you yak <laughs> on that water <laughs> feeling you know same, exactly. same type of thing yeah after the after the jungle juice yeah uh, th- this was education i love it i feel i feel smarter already we really appreciate you coming on will that was awesome so uh, thank you very much the wine mvp wine MVP. thank well, you, you much will, will thank you very much absolutely will blackman. all all social platforms at absolutely. will blackman at will blackman indeed appreciate you guys fast our prime is brought to you by squad locker squad locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel delivered right to your front door Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.